Anywho. Anywho. Mike Rowe face. Lamar Jackson face. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Lamar Jackson face. That's yeah, hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this, he would have broken the single season rushing record for a quarterback. Then they're going to tear his quad trying to get that record. Yeah, I don't even know why they're playing him. Um, it's just the Jets. And, like, you can probably beat the Jets with, the Jets with RG3 and your running backs. Like, I don't even know why they're risking it on a short week. But, hey, what do I know? And it's not like you're not winning the AFC North by a lot. Or you're you're yeah, in a that's a it, division on lock. So I don't really get the move unless they're looking for the one seed. They scared to go back to Foxborough uh, in the postseason. But you know, hopefully he's you know he'll be fine and and it's just out. I wasn't expecting to start with sports, but might as well get it out the way since it's here. We're here. Um, Matt- is it might as well or mind as well? Tell the people. Might as well. Mine as well, did you say? That doesn't even sound right. Yeah, it doesn't. But there are a lot of people out here saying mind as well. Yeah, no. Mind like, as well. No. Yeah, also, another one is I could care less, but it's, it's I could not care less. I can see that I could care less more than the mind as well. That's just stupid. Have you been on well? Have you been on Black Twitter? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, and you've seen the ignorance flow. Yeah. And abundance. Yeah. A lot of jokes. There's a lot of funny stuff, but it's a lot of like, nigga, what? <laughs> like, where do you come from? Who raised yeah. you? Did you ever step foot in the school? I know, uh, I forget whose tweet it is, but it goes, uh, um, I wonder which outfit, outfit, <laughs> A-L-P-A-F-I-T. I saw one today, um, a girl was like, something about her virginity, loose, lose my virginity, but she spelled it loose. Like, it, it was like a, a double entendre almost. It was like so many jokes in it. But it's like, yeah, we see that stuff every day. It was like, come on. You just skipped over elementary grammar? I ain't gonna hold you. There's some times where I'll um, rewrite a message six times because I'm like, no, that's the wrong there. Or no, that's the wrong too. Or I literally have to be like, two, like... <laughs> Hot. <laughs> oh man! Now, nah, but sometimes when you're like in the heat of it and you're trying to type something out real fast, or you know you're just trying to get your me- the message out, um, sometimes those there twos, your with the apostrophe, or should it, should it just be Y O U R? Like that'll get you tripped up sometimes. But as long as you know. 
the fundamentals, you know, like players f up. You know what I mean? Like niggas are entitled to a little grammatical slip here and there. But if you don't know, I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, the one that still trips me up to this day, and because this has been transparency, and I said I was starting with sports, but we're gonna get there. Um, where gets me? That's one of the ones that gets me. Because, you know, you got the question, where? Like, where were you? Where gets me sometimes? I have to double check. and like, no, I'm not asking where. I'm saying where. Like, W-E-R-E. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Listen, you niggas that come from other countries and uh, (laughs) try to get a green card, I can understand how you get tripped up, niggas. It's, it's It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. Um, sports. Um, I don't know if anybody's having a better past couple of days than Scott Boris, but um, yeah, Asian extraordinaire is on pace to break in a billion dollars in a week if he gets all of his agents signed. Um, Strasburg, Garrett Cole, and the nigga from. The Angels, all his clients, and that's two forty-five, three something, and something. Yeah. So, shout out to Scott. We don't ever do baseball. Oh, thanks for ruining my twenty nineteen. <laughs> Nigga, that was like a gut punch just now. Like this thing is gonna make how much you said. Niggas about to break a billion dollars in deals. That's that's not what he's bringing in, a but that's B. what he's what a B. Or for three clients. No, if he gets one more client to sign a two hundred plus deal, yeah. So four clients in a week, he would have a billion dollars worth of deals. Worth of deals. Well, clearly I chose the wrong path, nigga. <laughs> Yeah. When I saw that when I saw that stat on sports and I said, God damn. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you feel about that though? Like salaries being uh celebrity celebrity salaries being public. I mean it's not one hundred percent accurate, but like niggas get an idea of how much you made. When it'd be like, yeah, Drake grossed $98 million from his Scorpion tour. It's like, you got to tell people that? Like, how do you feel about that? I think if you're a celebrity, you're, um, it's not like you're uh, like an EP at uh, JP Morgan or Wells Fargo. That's what I'm saying. If it's rude to ask someone how much money do they make, why, why is it okay to just tell us that LeBron James is going to earn $37 million with the Lakers this year? You know, that's a question I never, like, thought deep into. Because uh, you always see player contracts. You're like, damn, this nigga got paid. And then you're like, if I'm that nigga, do I want people knowing, like, and breaking down like I did for right, uh, like You don't really want niggas know how much you make as a regular Joe Schmo. So it's like... You already got a target on your back because you're a celebrity, and this is like now niggas is in your pocket. 
ain't gonna hold you. When I saw uh, Garrett Cole's contract, uh, three forty-five, I definitely broke that down. Like, damn, this nigga making thirty-six a year. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. I'm like, damn, this nigga making thirty-six a year. Yeah, that's a ugh, bruh. Yeah, he'll only play like what fifty games. Oh, literally, they start like once a week. Those pitchers, nigga, <laughs> thirty six a year. <laughs> thirty six a year. Oh man. Well, yeah, uh, we rarely talk about baseball on here, but the one time we should talk about it is when niggas is bringing in $36 million a year. Shout out to the years. Empire. Yeah. Um, great time to be a Yankees fan. Yeah, for sure. Jump on, the, jump on the wagon. If you are not a Yankees fan and you support the Mets, uh, sorry for you. Um, you mentioned Lamar Jackson playing... Uh, that game's gonna be trash. Did Ravens Jets? That's gonna be trash. So is the Sunday night game, which is the Steelers Bills. That's gonna be trash. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to that because the Bills are they're fighting for like seating. Um, the Steelers also they're fighting, you know, to be in that wild card situation. Um, shout out to the Steelers, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, coach of the year. He's my coach of the year. Like you, the second person to say that, and I was definitely going to ask you just now. This is not like a setup or like me, Dick, eating your comment. Like for real, I was just about to ask you who she, who you think should be coach of the year because I was having a conversation on Sunday, and you're the second person to say Mike Tomlin. Yeah, look around, <laughs> Lady. Leon Bell is gone. AB dipped. Uh, Juju's been hurt these past couple games. Nigga's been bouncing between. Uh, forget about Big Ben. He's been gone since like the first month of football. This nigga's been bouncing between uh, second and third string quarterbacks, and they have a winning record and they're in the playoff hunt. Like, I was watching um, a clip on Twitter the other day. With Mike Tomlin, he was mic'd up um, or whatever, and he was like, we found something in this number 18 kid. And I was like, well, who's number 18? I ain't never heard of him. Some nigga from out of nowhere, and they making a star out of him. It's just like James Conner has been injured. They ain't really been working with much. And they're right there in the, in the conversation to make the playoffs. They're right there in the hunt. So... You can't give it to Kyle Shanahan because he has a crazy defense. And, you know, Richard Sherman and Nick Bosa and Jimmy G is, is lighting him up. And there's weapons everywhere. The running back can't give it to Harborough because he got Lamar and he got that secondary and Mark Ingram. And you can't, like, everybody has the superstar. You can't give it to Pete Carroll because he got Russell Wilson. Like, Mike Tomlin got Hodges. Mason Rudolph getting doinked by in the head by Miles Garrett. Like he has nobody there in Pittsburgh and they doing it. But the conversation piggybacking off a conversation we had last week when we were picking the Sunday night game, 
is exactly why I can say Pete Carroll because nobody was expecting the Seahawks to do what they're doing right now with just Russell Wilson. Yeah, you got a winning college quarter, um, college coach. You got somebody who's won a Super Bowl and Russell Wilson and probably... Um, yeah, like, don't just brush over that, nigga. Like, you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That makes a hell of a, like, that's a difference maker. You like Russell Wilson is a veteran in this league. He's a champion in this league. His coach is. And he have weapons. Tyler, Josh Gordon is there. DK, that nigga is like seven feet, you would think. Like, he's working with some stuff. He might be elevating them, but, you know, that speaks to his greatness because he is who he is. So I can't give it to Pete because he got Russ. If Mike had, you know, if he was doing it with Big Ben, I would be like, well, you know, he got, that's Big Ben. But he's doing it with second, third stringers. Like, nah, nah. I think that goes to the system because that's just saying you plug anybody into the system. If your defense gets to stop, you're good. Not necessarily that your quarterback's doing, uh, Jimmy G uh, come from behind fourth quarter, like put your team in position to win. Like that's a different scenario where if you you're if you have a fourth stringer that's just doing enough to get you a win, I don't know how that makes you coach of the year. I mean, I can see the man's working with like pretty much scraps, but those still wins aren't impressive. It's not like they're blowing teams out, but the fact that they're in the conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're they're in the hunt. And nobody was expecting them to. Once Big Ben, because it was like, all right, if you had Le'Veon Bell, it was like, all right, cool, you got a, a running back that can kind of carry you, um, ground and pound football, you know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll carry you through. You got a wide receiver that'll just fly past anybody, get the ball down the field, that'll probably get you through. But they don't really have, like, they don't have that. It's second, third stringers at the wide receiver position, at the running back position, at the quarterback position. Like three of the most out of the three out of five most important positions in football, they're working with backups to the backup. It's it's insane. And they have they're not at five hundred, they're over five hundred. And in the playoff hunt. So that's hella impressive to me. I don't know. I don't know about anybody. Like it's is if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I have an easy job. My defense is is nuts. I got a great, I got a good to great quarterback that's gonna be, you know, making noise for the next 15 years in this league. Same thing with John. It's like Lamar's gonna be MVP this season, breaking records. I don't I I, I don't think it's that easy for you say Lamar gonna be MVP. I think it's more of a fight. Well, who? Who's up there with him? Russell Wilson. No, he's not. Did you see him play that Rams game? That nigga looked like Cal Allen (laughs) Sunday night. He shot his chances right out the sky, and that's done. Especially if Lamar breaks his record, ain't no looking back. He's he's a clear frontrunner. He's a clear front runner. Unless Russ does some like miracle 500 
four touchdowns these last couple of games, I don't see it happening. That Rams game was a, a a big negative on his on his chances to get the MVP. In my opinion, he just looked really bad, like really bad. And the Rams aren't even that good this season, so it's not like the Rams of last season when it'd be like, I right, I could see that. But the Rams have been average at best, and they made Russ look like that. They had no touchdowns. Like you had no touchdown passes. Same Russell Wilson that beat the 49ers. So that's that's not something uh He did. He did. That was a great win. That was a really good win. That was a really good win. And then he also lost to Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. So it was like I don't know if it's a runaway for Lamar. So you got Russ winning the MVP. You got Russ winning MVP. I don't have him winning. I have him as a front runner. Uh, we discussed last week if uh, the Panthers would have kept winning, it would have been between him and Christian McCaffrey because you can't ignore what Christian McCaffrey has been doing. Um, Crickets ever since they started losing, too. Yeah. Oh, well. Russ and Lamar are up there in the conversation for MVP. But I, don't, I don't know. But you're the second person to say Tomlin, and the the reasoning is the same. Where he's doing it with nobodies, and they're in, they're in the hunt. Everybody was pretty much counting the Steelers out when Big Ben left. Not when he left, when he got injured, but when AB left and when Le'Veon left, you for sure niggas thought the Steelers was gonna be a laughing stock. Yeah, and I'm watching that clip of him being mic'd up, and he's like rallying his guys. He's like. Pumping them up, like show me something. I believe in y'all. Do the like going in, like and he's really like and they've bought into it. They like I don't. He gave them big heads or something, but it's working. They've been performing. They've been making plays, and they've been winning. So he had. If I had a vote, I would vote for Mike for sure. Um. Yeah, see, because that's that's you can't say that because they let the nigga go when they went on a losing skid. But Ron Rivera, when Cam went out, you couldn't tell me the Panthers weren't going like. But you can't mention him because the niggas got a losing record now, and they fired their coach. But and that's a whole another topic for another day. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I have uh, for coach of the year. Um, I feel like. The Steelers get four, I'm not going to say easy wins, but, nigga, you play the Browns and the Bengals. <laughs> same same. how I feel about the Patriots, nigga. That's eight wins automatic on your books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say, um, just like we spoke in the vein of Patty Mahomes last year, once defenses get filmed on Lamar Jackson, not to say it's going to be a um, different year next year, but I guarantee you they're going to come. They're going to be better prepared to deal with Lamar Jackson this year. Ain't no film. Everything they're getting is week in, week out. But you still can't really prepare for like his speed and him being able to move. It ain't um, change. It ain't going to change one thing. All right. He gonna be on the tip, but they have film on him already. He played last season for like eight games. 
It ain't the same. And then the char everybody thought the Chargers had the recipe. The Chargers had the blueprint because they shut him down in that playoff game. And then he came back next season. And everybody's like, wait, what happened? You know why? Because he went in the lab and he prepared and he got better and he studied and he's been in communication with his coach. Like, what can I do here? How can I get better? Put on weight, put on muscle. And whatever film everybody think they're going to have on him next year, um, a major thing is him not being able to get the ball outside of the numbers. Like, most of his plays are, like, in the middle of the field. I'm pretty sure he's going to work on that, you know, in the next in the offseason if, you know, Belichick don't exploit it in the postseason and make him look really bad. That's one matchup I want to see, and we're going to move from uh, football because I feel like that, that can be an hour-long discussion in itself. Uh but that's a matchup I want to see, Baltimore and New England, because I want to see what Bill does to kind of... Yeah, because I kind of feel like he wasn't really prepared. Not not that he wasn't prepared, but maybe that he just gave him something vanilla just to, like, collect data on him. And knowing that he's they're going to be there in the postseason and they're probably going to have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl saving all of his tricks for that moment, like hiding his cards. And I don't think he played his cards in that first game. I used to see it with Peyton all the time. Uh, them niggas would not line up for Peyton until it was the ball was um, snapped. And he wasn't a mobile quarterback. He could just pick you apart from what he saw. But Belichick was like, we're not giving this nigga any looks. We're not giving him a chance to look at our defense and figure out where the holes are. We're gonna we're gonna do a whole bunch of decoys, and then when he huddles, we're gonna jump into our um actual formation. Uh, him going against Lamar, being that he uh went against them and they lost, I guarantee you, as a defensive mind, Bill's thinking, oh nah, we gonna stop this nigga. Yeah, and I would love to see it. Really, you love to see that. I would love to see uh, Patriots-Bills. Yes, Patriots-Bills. Patriots-Ravens in an AFC Championship-esque matchup. Yeah. Patriots probably won't even make it that far. We had this conversation earlier this year that said if they do not win, Tom was either going to be clipped or he was going to leave. Uh... These niggas look really shaky, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to hear Tom doesn't have anybody because y'all wasn't saying that the years he was doing it with nobody. I don't want to hear, oh, well, defense is carrying us because it's the LeBron effect. When a nigga wins, it's Brady's the GOAT. When a nigga loses, everybody, like, everybody else gets the blame. Yep. I'm, not, I'm just not here for uh, the excuses this year. Like I said, these things get eight wins out the gate <laughs> being in the division that they're in. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's worth noting that the Patriots have never made a Super Bowl um, without having to buy. So if they slip in the stands and they don't come out with a buy, in a postseason, a first round bye, then it's like, you know, history could be going against them. And 
then that's that could be we could be talking about the end of the, a dynasty come January, February. Across all sports, who's the only undefeated nigga? Uh, Michael Jeffrey Jordan? Uh, no, across all sports. That nigga father time. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, he looks old. He don't he it don't it don't look like Brady of old. Um because even when a nigga didn't have anybody before, it looked better. Yeah. This year, he don't got nobody and it looks like it's a little wobbly coming out. Pause. You know, <laughs> he don't got the thirty skipping passes, missing and you know some of it is the the wide receivers. He don't really have a chemistry with them. They're really young, and you know they're not the best route runners. But and teams have figured out like double team Edelman, and that's all. That's all Tom Brady has. He doesn't really have anything with these other dudes. We'll take our chances, double Edelman, and see what he see what he makes happen with Nikhil and all these other Philip and all these other random dudes, Sony Michelle, James White, and it's just. The teams with good defenses is like we don't have a good enough offense to beat them. And our defense is keeping us in the games. And if they don't make enough plays, then that's it. We're not coming out with a W. And it's just going to be is like the AFC is not a cakewalk anymore like it used to be for Tom Brady. It's a lot of those those mobile quarterbacks that the Patriots having trouble with. Yeah, they're all in the AFC. Patty, Deshaun, Lamar. <laughs> You're gonna have to get through them all, buddy. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and the NFC, like the West, Western Conference, and the NBA, them niggas are gonna beat each other up before they get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I asked this question to somebody today. Uh, who are you more scared of, the Packers or the Seahawks going into playoff time? I I would say the Seahawks. Yeah. I would say the Seahawks. Like, we talked about it last week. They just find ways to win. Like, that 49ers game, they weren't supposed to win that. They weren't supposed to lose that Rams game on Sunday either, but. I mean, that that's different. <laughs> but that 49ers game, it, it could have gone either way and rushed through an untimely interception. And it was like, all right, it was a good effort. But 49ers couldn't get anything out of it. And then Seattle came marching back and Russ does what he does. And that was it. They won. It was like, like you said last week, they just find ways to win. And the Packers... I don't really trust that new head coach, you know, like it's cute what they're doing, but they're, they're really inconsistent to me. It's like, sometimes they're playing really good. And sometimes they're like, get punched in the mouth, like the chargers and uh, the Eagles, like they have really stupid losses to me. So I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really, Aaron Rodgers can gun it. Like when he's improvising, he is scary. But he hasn't been doing much improvising. He's been pretty much sticking to 
um, you know, the schemes and the, the playbook that the the coach has them in. But, yeah, I'll go with the Seahawks any day over the Packers. Um, and talking about Eastern and Western and AFC and NFC, I want to run down a list of uh, well, yeah, let's do this first. All decade teams, NBA. You got to choose three forwards, two guards. Um, they did this on NBA TV, so if you saw this before, then yes, this is where we got this from. But um, the forwards, Kawhi, LeBron, KD, LaMarcus Aldridge. What? That he was on that list. Don't ask me questions. I'm just reading. LaMarcus Aldridge, Anthony Davis, Boogie Cousins. Uh, no, come on. Really? That's that's what that's the list. That that you have to choose three forwards from that for your all decade team. Three forwards. Um, well, not three forwards. You you know, three front court, two back court. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. I'm supposed to be choosing from this list. Yeah, that's what that's that that's the list that they gave the them actions? for. That's the list. Yeah, for for your three front court. And your backcourt, if you want to do the whole thing at once, starting five, is Steph, Kobe, Wade, D-Wade, Westbrook, Harden. Your all-decade team. I don't know. I saw these niggas on NBA TV and I was like, this is the this is who you gotta choose from, but okay. Wow. Um all decade. I'm definitely rolling with Steph D Wade. LeBron, AD, I'm not comfortable with the with the front court. Like, what, what are these <laughs> options? Like, what am I supposed to do with these options in the front court? All right, I'll pick Steph, D-Wade. LeBron, KD, and AD. Okay. KD, AD. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just so it is some difference. I'll do Westbrook, Kobe, um, Anthony Trash already, bro. Nah. Westbrook, Kobe, LeBron, Kawhi, AD. I have to make some variation between your team. I don't want to pick the same players because that's just corny. Come up here and be like, yeah, we have the same list. That's nice. No. So Westbrook, Kobe, LeBron, Kawhi, AD. Yeah, you're taking trash, bro. Nah, you lying. Nice. Kobe is never giving the ball to anybody, so it's just you might as well just should have just picked Kobe five times, like Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Oh, oh well, don't know what to tell you. Oh well, um, but I saw something I didn't know how to like take if niggas meant in the primes or like right now, but it was like who wins the chip, and it was. Embiid, AI, Ben Simmons for Philly. Then it was Dirk, Luca, and KP for the Mavs. The Bucks was Kareem, um, Giannis, and Mitchell. Then they have. The Heat with Wade, Jimmy, and Dragic. What? The <laughs> Heat to pick. Like, who did that? <laughs> Niggas ain't want to throw Zoe in there. Then they have the Raptors with VC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Piss me off. <laughs> Wade and Jimmy. Like, what? <laughs> Lowry, Carter, Siakam. For the Raptors no. and the Lakers, you got Kobe, LeBron, AD, and then the Clippers with CP3, Kawhi, and PG. All right, that Clippers joint is trash. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers joint is trash. That should have been Shaq's spot. You can cross them out. Heat, cross that out. Um... Raptors cross that out. Mavericks cross that out. That's too much white sauce. <laughs> They're not a team of white people beating anybody black. Not in not in sports. Um not in basketball at least. Maybe like polo or something. Um it would be a toss up for me between the Sixers and the Bucks. More so leaning towards the Bucks because Ben Simmons is like just a spot filler to me. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really impact the game. Like to me, he doesn't impact the Sixers at all. You know what I mean? Like they could just plug in Drogic. You know what I mean? And they'll just have the same success. <laughs> it's like he's not, he's not a difference maker for the Sixers. So I would probably lean more towards the Bucks. Kareem and Giannis, 
Like, that's just sick. That's sick. I can't see anybody overcoming that. Oh, man. Well, yeah. You pick sixes, right? AI bias? No. Um, that's why I was, I was confused. I'm like, we talking Nate Prime or like now? Nah, because half these niggas is washed. Yeah, I would just I would assume you we were talking about Prime. Um, that Sixers team, it's like with AI with Matumbo and <laughs> Eric Snow. Like, they ain't <laughs> ain't got much help. So, uh, my AI bias wouldn't let me pick that team. Um. You said the Lakers team was trash, but I think I kind of like uh, Kobe, Braun, and AD. But, um, yeah. The Mavs... To me, because Shaq is just like, you can't talk about no, I agree. without talking about Shaq. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, AD just got there yesterday. And he probably won't even, he might not even re-sign next season. You know what I mean? It's just like to throw AD for, like, some Laker history type reflection thing. It's just weird to me. If it was Shaq, I would definitely would have not definitely, but my picks would have been the Bucks versus the Lakers, and I would probably have the Lakers coming out of that. Because that's a that's a tough out when you put yeah. Shaq in yeah. versus AD, and I agree with you one hundred percent. That Heat, yeah, you can get rid of the Heat team because Wade is just Wade and Jimmy, Jimmy and Dragic. Like <laughs> what? You can get that Raptors team all the way out of here because Kyle Lowry ain't going to do jack. (laughs) And you just stuck with Vince doing up 50, which he did um, already. Um, uh, They got uh, a. didn't see this before, but they have Rockets, Hakeem, Harden, and Westbrook. But still, does that change your... Hakeem, Harden, and Westbrook. Mm, nah. Not enough for me. Uh, the same... Same as you said with my team in terms of Kobe, who's going, who are you going to pass it to? Um, if we're talking prime and the names you got here, nigga, you can't bet against uh, Michael Jeffrey Jr., also known as uh, Kobe Bean in his prime. Yeah. And if you put Shaq on that team, then that definitely makes it a no-brainer. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. it makes it a no-brainer. Um, that was our, our our sports talk, and yeah, you niggas are wiser for it. You're welcome. Um. Queen Slim, did you see it? I did. What do yeah, you? We didn't record on Tuesday. You have to let the people know why you, you didn't re- record. I wasn't going to do that to you. But uh, what were your thoughts? Because I saw it and. Were you blown away? No. 
I'm going to say this right now. I'm not saying spoiler. We told you niggas at least four weeks ago to see this movie. And that's not an exaggeration. You can go back. Queen and Slim was a pick for this show at least four weeks ago. So I'm not going to say, oh, if you didn't. No, 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 no. No, I was not blown away. Are you here to spoil it? No, I'm going to. That's why I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was it was good. It was a great content piece. Um, if nothing else, um, a lot of it was like really flat. Like a lot of the movie just plateaued. And it really wasn't any uh, um, development. Um. For a long time, up until that point with the little kid shot, it was just kind of like, okay, 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 okay. And that was like the last, you know, few scenes. Um, but it was some great content within it, like the story itself, um, the scenario. It was really well written. Shout out to Black Lena. Um, Lena and Melina. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is movie of 2019. Drop everything, go to the theaters, Queen of Slam. It was just like, yeah, it's cool. It was okay. Might be the best description for that movie. It was. Okay. Yeah. My issue was none of this stuff would have happened in real life. That's not how it went down. Fam, she was a whole lawyer. She was a whole lawyer. Mm -hmm. So that how how they started that whole run? Nah, fam. I'm not buying that. You could have got out of that situation without the way that the movie portrayed it. So that that's one. I ain't buying that. And two, you niggas got all the time in the world to take as many detours and sightsee and nigga. If I'm on a run, I'm on a run. Are you one of those movie watchers that are like? That's not realistic. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Are you do you go to the movies understanding that it's entertainment? Yes. And this the Tiffany's point was I go to the movies to escape reality. I don't want to be in a movie that's only gonna like Right. And I think that's why I said it was a great content piece because the reality and the, the true narrative that we're living out is the people that look like us are the ones getting shot and killed by the cops for no apparent reason. And the cops are the one, you know, just going home to their families and living their lives with zero consequence. That's the reality that, that like, it's every, every year. It's a RIP, whoever, whoever, F12, you the ops, pigs, like, we live it. This is America. We're black. That's our story. So to go to the theaters, it was a great content piece for me to see the roles kind of reversed, 
to see the black community like rally behind them, like, yo, y'all are heroes. That to me was the idea of that was more exciting to me than the actual screenplay. But you know why I couldn't get behind that either? Because it's, them niggas did that blindly. They didn't know that they were going to be... That was a freak accident that turned them into... Um, oh, no, we channeling... Uh, we behind them because of this situation. That was a freak accident. Yeah, and you can even see that continue to play out with the dude, he was like, he was nervous the whole time. He was very uncomfortable the whole time. He kept, you know, trying to get in contact with his father. It was just like, he wasn't really embracing what he did. Because, you know, he's like, I'm not a killer. That's not me. I don't even drink. You know, like, I'm a God-fearing man. Like, this is, like, this is not me. He wanted, he actually wanted to turn himself in and, you know, get it over with. And that kind of stayed with him. Like I said, until the end when, you know, the movie just pretty much plateaued up until the end, but they kind of like really got into, you know, embracing his quote unquote Bonnie and Clyde type of image, if you will. I asked Tiffany, and I'm going to ask you, if that were y'all in that situation, do you tell him email to wait for the cops or you convince him we got to run? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, and I thought about this too. Like, would I have stayed, like, would I have stayed at the scene, waited for the cops, try to do this right, or just try to get away? And like the chance of you getting away is slim to none because of the advances in technology. It's, you know, cameras are everywhere. Trackers are everywhere. You know, your face is up in everybody's phones or everybody's TV screen in a matter of, you know, two minutes. And it, it, it'll just be impossible today to get, like, get away with that. Um, but it, it's scary to just, you know, be sitting at a scene where you killed the cop and having cops come to get you, you know what I mean? Like, that probably don't end too well either. So, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to slap this nigga just as much as she did for running out of gas so frequently. <laughs> I kept saying, fam, fam, you go back to your vehicle and don't get your wallet? Yeah. I told Tiffany after we saw it, um, I would have loved to see these movies I feel like not been powerful, but they would have made a bigger statement if the social climate didn't like you weren't using the social climate to like draw inspiration from. Um, okay. Like, like if these movies came out um, and none of this stuff was happening right now, I would have been like, oh. Damn, that was powerful. Like, Fruitvale Station. I don't know if that was... That's a true story, bro. I, I know, but I'm saying, I don't know if that was something that they... um Because of the time, 
I'm, not, I'm, I'm just speaking of proof of station. I don't, I'm talking about it in the sense of saying, was it before the time or did it happen while everything was occurring? If that makes sense. I, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not downplaying it that it's a true story. I'm pretty much trying to praise it for being first, but I don't know if that movie came first and then police started to act haywire or it was right on time, like a right on time piece, if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you mean. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think most creatives, most creators draw inspiration from, you know, actually what's happening in the world. Like some of the greatest songs and you know, some of the greatest movies is, is drawn from like what's really going on right now. So I don't like I don't I don't mind that. But then it was like a little twist on it, you know what I mean? So it was like in reality white white cops are killing black people, but then we have this movie where a black couple um is involved in the murder of a white cop and they almost get away with it. So it's like, it's not exactly, you know what I mean? Like a reflection of what's going, what's happening in the world, but it's run from it a little bit. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really mind that. Um, and I'm not as nitpicky as you are. Like I thought I was bad when, 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 you know, critiquing movies and you're like, bro, it's, it's not based on a true story. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. I get that. And I understand her purpose of writing it the way. No, 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 I do. Because I kept saying, I want these niggas to win. I always root for the bad guys. I, I want this nigga to win. I want these niggas to win. I want these niggas to go away, make it to Cuba. I said halfway through the movie, oh, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, you just know, like, of course they weren't gonna get away. Would that been a more powerful? too good. Like, they kept escaping and, you know, the sheriff, they got rid of him, and then it was something else, and it was like they just kept making escapes. It was like, all right, this whole movie is not going to be about them escaping everything. Like, at some point, they're going to get either caught or killed. It was, a, it was, it was a decent movie. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it's Oscar-worthy or, you know, you know, it's an award season now, so Everything How do you like, feel about Lena and her controversy with uh, the whole the shy thing? Um, I feel like you know how Issa Rae at the that that award show was like when the lady was like, "Who are you looking for?" She was like, "I'm just looking for everybody black." Yeah. I just like Lena just was like, "I'm gonna have to side with this black with these black women that are saying they feel a way about uh, a black guy." That's how I took it. She's a she's a black woman. She's gay. You know, black women are the most discriminated group in America, and then you compound that with her sexuality. So you know, she's already experienced a bunch of sexism, homophobia, xenophobia, like whatever. She's experienced it all. So I feel like anytime a black woman, one or two or three one probably enough complaining about a black man 
she's gonna be like she's just gonna cape and it was probably blind blindly caping which is technically what caping is um but yeah i i it, it seems to me like she felt like she had a responsibility as a black woman to protect these other black women that were, you know, under the umbrella of her show. And, you know, is that right? Is it fair? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to start calling you CP3 or, or Steve Nash, whatever one you want, but these assists are just lovely. Uh, speaking about Black woman in that position, in the shy, the morning show, only at the top. Last 17 minutes. <laughs> how did you? How did you feel about uh, the morning show, um, in which it spoke? It grazed through the Harvey Weinstein stuff, but it dealt with uh, the anchor requesting another black lady be on his team. And he uses his position of power to sleep with her. And she goes to tell the studio head, and he's just like, yeah, hey, you can make a great Blah 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 blah. Like completely, not completely dismisses it. And is like, I got a promotion for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. From my understanding, that's exactly how these things play out. Um. Very powerful men, often white men, will you know prey on. Pretty little girls that are like, you know, production assistants and whatever, and they'll not force themselves on it, but kind of influence them sexually. And, you know, you don't really want to say no because he's like the anchor of the show or he's like the big wig and he can have the, you know, he has the power to hire and fire and blackball and name call. So you're kind of like, not really want to do this, but. I don't know what's going to happen if I don't. So you're just there under duress. <laughs> and, you know, you, you're scared to complain because you don't want to be labeled and you don't want to be ostracized and you don't want to be, you know, let go. So you just kind of hold it. And then when you get the courage to, to, to speak up about it, um, nothing really happens, but you do get some compensation for it because... There's no punishment for the the guy that, you know, did what he did to you. And it sucks. And women in corporate America have dealt with this. Women in the music industry, women in Hollywood, feeling under pressure, feeling pressured into doing sexual acts and, you know, sexual favors for these higher-ups because they have the power and... And women feel powerless, and they feel at the the mercy of these guys, so they do it, you know, with regrets and everything, and you might get a role out of it, or you might get a feature on a music track, or you might get a promotion, you know, in, in, in the finance office that you work at, but nothing happens to the guy. So, 
it's the world we live in. Hashtag me too. Um, I've never personally experienced any of this, you know, any of these things, thank God. Um, but I do know people that, you know, not as bad as like the Harvey Weinstein and the morning show stuff, but like felt uncomfortable in the presence of their of their male superiors. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you're being a little creepy. Like, <laughs> relax. And, you know, we deal with it. Women deal with it all the time. And it sucks. I'm going to play devil's advocate and not to be uh, a person there, but do you think that happens in reverse with uh, men and women who are in authority? Uh, no. Are you saying no? You don't think it happens, or you, you? No, I don't think it happens. I think that's where. Even if it does, very, 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 very macro. Like on a grand scale, it would be like a mustard seed. It's not an epidemic, like. Like, no, it's not. Nothing is impossible, right? You know what I mean? Like, nothing is impossible. So, of course, things happen. You know what I mean? But it's not a widespread epidemic to where it's like a whole movement behind white sexual, you know, male sexual predators in the workplace. It's just, it's not the same. I'm only asking because I said I was being devil's advocate. Why is it not the same? If guys don't come forward and saying, oh, well, this happened to me, a la Terry Crews, which... Because women are very, very seldom are women in positions of power to do that to men. You can go ahead and research how many women CEOs there are. It's probably a handful. You can. How many women run studios, like production studios? It's probably a handful. You know what I mean? It's like it's not a lot of it's not a lot of women that are sitting where Harvey Weinstein sat, and you know, women traditionally don't have these big positions of power on a grand scale like men do. So, of course, the the acts are going to be very small in comparison. Okay. Let me ask you a different question. Do you think it's possible... You, do you think it's possible for women to instigate these scenarios and then use the Me Too movement as a cover? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Because to me... Out here that are not genuine, who who don't really care about the movement, who aren't, you know, have no empathy for the women that, you know, are victims of it and you know, just looking for clout and looking for a name and looking for a come up and looking for a dollar. Of course, you know, you have those type of people in this world. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure that we were uh, not looking at it and saying, oh, well, this is just uh, 
these people. Um, by the way, Harvey Weinstein only got a slap on the wrist for a settlement of 25 mil, I think it was, with his accusers, which yeah, is nuts. Um, the civil suit. I believe he's going to trial um, next year. I think it's January, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, civil suit, that was still a small amount, if you ask me. Yeah. Even harder than that. Yeah. I think it came to the courthouse with a walker. He broke his angle monitor so it could have so he can say it's been a glitch. Like nigga, you're in violation of touching that monitor, and then he don't come in there with a walker. Like Harvey, if you don't go sit down somewhere. But no, uh, I looked at that last episode, and it's a conversation that does need to be had because, like, in the um. The final scenes where he just walks past her and doesn't even acknowledge her from forcing her into that uh, scenario. Um, yeah, I'm sure she felt well. Not I'm not sure. You can tell from her acting, she didn't go up there for that, and she was only there because it was like this person is over me and can pull strings either in my career or help propel me. And then when she goes to try to tell uh, his boss or his covering it's almost like a okay we'll give you a promotion to kind of keep this on a hush yeah yeah snatch fam (laughs) that is disgusting here here's a promotion for you some that's that's I'm going to equate it to uh, you being racially profiled and I'm telling you, hey, you got ten tickets on your car, but we're gonna let we're gonna dismiss uh, four of them. Right. It it, it, it still happened. Just because right. you dismissed my tickets, don't take away from what happened. But on the flip side, like. Um, because they, they creatively went into the piece about Harvey Weinstein right as the scene was going off. But just that tie-in to show, okay, well, this is, being, this is happening in Hollywood. We put a little light on it in the show, but this is real life. Right. And with that, how do you feel about Oprah not pretty much canceling Harvey, but still considering him her friend, but also trying to get rid of Mike at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, Oprah's like one of those people, one of those celebrities is like, she does no wrong in my eyes. Um, but this is a little like, ooh, come on, oh. I don't know, it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to tell someone 
how to feel or how to react to someone that you considered a real friend. You know what I mean? Like if something happened, like if something, Courtney's, Courtney's my one of my best friends. So something came out in the news tomorrow that Courtney, you know, did some something crazy. She touched the boy, you know, ten years ago when he was a kid. Sippy your nasty numbers. This is not a real life scenario, ladies and gentlemen. Joke, ladies and gentlemen. It's just a scenario. If something came out about her tomorrow, I don't think I'm running to social media and to all my platforms to cancel her or talk bad about her. You know what I mean? Like, that's a real genuine friend. So despite the public opinion on her, it doesn't change the fact that she's still my friend. So I can understand, I can almost understand Oprah not, you know, running to, you know, cast aspersions and and curse him out. And like, that's someone she considers to be her real friend. So, like, I get it. I get it. I'm like, it, that's just... <laughs> That's just how I see it. All right. In that same vein, um, you said Tony touched the boys younger. Uh, I hate to do this to the niggas we close with. And sorry, this is what happens when you're part of us. Uh, Thomas Miller. Let's say something comes out about him being falsely accused of touching boys, and you're going to bat to crucify Thomas Miller. No, Thomas is my. That's. My little brother, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't crucify him. It would be the same thing. It would be like, I'm not, I'm not going to run to Facebook and Twitter and be like, yo, Thomas Miller. Nah, that's my brother. So I won't, I'm I'm never going to do that. You can pick somebody else. Maybe we'll, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to, because there was supposed to be that relationship with Oprah and Mike. There was with. Oprah and Harvey. Granted, Harvey probably opened more doors for Oprah. Mm-hmm. But same, same goals. You can't like. And, and if something comes out of, about Tyler Perry, I don't think she's jumping out the window to be like, you know what I mean? It's just like that's her friend. That's her friend. Mike is not here. She probably hadn't spoken to Mike before he died in I don't know how many years. Like, it's not... You have friends, you have associates, you have close friends, you have best friends, you have friends turn family. You know what I mean? Like, you have different categories, different ranks, you know, under that friend, that broad friendship word. Maybe Mike didn't rank as high as Harvey. And that's what it's... And- I was just getting ready to say breaking news. Lamar Jackson is now the leading QB rusher. If you couldn't tell by Melissa's yelling and delude, he's now the lone person holding that title. Uh, Shouts out to Lamar and Mike Vick. But, yeah. What show do you have since you are... (laughs) You are in Lamar's corner right now. 
Thursday night football on a Friday. <laughs> um, nah, keeping it with Apple TV, truth be told, with Octavia Spencer and a bunch of other people. Um, it just premiered last week. They, you know, dropped three episodes out the gate like they usually do. Um, so yeah. Truth be told. And shout out to Apple TV, who, you know, made award season with the morning show. Hey. We put y'all on. You sure enough did. Oh, yeah. They got a couple of uh, Golden Globe noms, Jennifer and uh, and Reese. So shout out to Apple TV for content four weeks, one and a half weeks when they dropped. A month ago, two months ago. They only got eight episodes, and they dropped three of them at one time. So yeah, so yeah, that's like a four and a half week rollout. So shout out to Apple TV. Um, my show for the week, truth be told, Apple TV. Uh, you niggas did um, when they see us dirty, did it dirty by not nominating for any awards, but yeah, that's crazy. Um, my show, um, Hulu, how does a person from Baltimore say Hulu? How? I don't know. (laughs) I've been seeing that tweet, but I do know they, they do, they have those do's. They're like, Hulu. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, I lied. Mine's not on a Hulu. It's actually on Netflix and doesn't come out until next week, uh, Christmas weekend. But you see season two of you. Oh yeah. Let me get through that in one weekend. Um, do you feel like calling this a uh, Steelers Bills or nah? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills. Um, low scoring 17-13. I'm going to say, oh, Mike Tomlin's doing it with nobody. So that, Bills, with- that Bills defense is crazy. So. That that second third string QB <laughs> probably ain't gonna cut it against them, but they'll be hanging in there. They'll be hanging in. I'm gonna take the Steelers just because I have no real, no real reason to root for these niggas at all. But uh, yeah, they're gonna get spanked by whoever they face in the first round anyway. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yes, Negroes, uh, get your excuses ready. Your excuses should uh, accumulate into new a uh, new batch going into next year. <laughs> you got about three, three more weeks left of trying to find an excuse. And if you got shutdown time, then just call out, nigga. I don't know what else to tell you. Just, just call out. Just call out. Um, oh. Quick question before we go. Oh, maybe, you know what? I'll save it. I'll oh, save it. Oh, oh, oh. I'll save it. 
But uh, yeah, nigga, that's all we have. Uh, until the next time. Ow! Yes, sir.